Okay. <clears throat> okay. Sabah, everybody. Sabah, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Saturday Morning with Tech. Um, episode 86 today, which is a very nice, uh, we're starting to get up there. Uh, it is on August 4th, well, sorry, September 4th. I don't know why I said August. Uh, it is September 4th, 2021, episode 86. Uh, and uh, we are back for another episode of Saturday Morning with Tech. And um, today's episode is a little bit different. Uh, I got a package. I got actually a surprise package from Spigen. Uh, if you, we talked last week about them during the show, we were talking about the fact that I was actually okay with the fact that we no longer get chargers in the box, right? Because the reality of the matter is we need to start getting things that work for us and work better for us. And then we covered them. We talked about them. We talked about the Spigen 45 watt charger, that little brick, uh, the gang charger here. And of course, we talked about the wireless charger, the 15 uh, watt wireless charger, both great options for our Z Fold devices, actually any smartphone that uses uh, chargers that no longer comes in the box. Let's just say that. But then there was a package that was sent to me from them that was very nice. And this was actually made specifically for the Z Fold 3 and the Z Fold uh, and the Z Flip 3. Uh, and those are cases. Uh, I am a big fan, of uh, uh, obviously, of Spigen uh, you know, cases and so on. And um, just to kind of show you guys what I mean. Uh, so this is my Z Fold 2. This is the one that we've seen in the past. And uh, I don't know if you guys could see it, but I have right there. I've been using their um, armor cases for quite some time. I like the fact that it protects the hinge. I also like, uh, and I used it with the Aramid uh, case from Samsung, mostly because this one has a, a kickstand. That was something that was unique. So I kind of made a hybrid case. But the main protection that I loved about that was the fact that it was a Spigen case. So I'll put that one back on the table right there. Uh, so yeah, today we're going to get a chance to check out some really cool cases for both, uh, you know, the Z Flip 3 and the Z Fold 3. And I see we have a whole bunch of people in the chat. Uh, of course, Andrew Waller, uh, Andrew Fat Produce. Hey man, hope you're doing well. Uh, and of course we have Greg in there. Um, I see uh, Marilyn's in the chat. Hey, good morning, uh, Mark. Uh, Mark Sade is in there as well. Uh, Gary, the man, the myth, <laughs> Mr. Fireman himself is in the chat. Uh, Greg as well. Um, I see Maz B's in there and then... Um, Amaldi's in there as well. And Maz, uh, I think, yes, uh, just kind of, I think uh, Maz B kind of already answered that. Uh, so he's saying, so the Sabaho mean good morning, and it is pretty much that's the meaning of it. Um, in Arabic, good morning is Sabah al khair. That's the typical, if you go to most Arab countries, you say Sabah al khair, everybody would understand what you mean. In certain parts of, uh, in the Middle East, they start using slang or they kind of make it into a little bit more personal. Uh, so in, in Lebanon, we say Sabaho which essentially is a shortened version of sabah al-khair, and it is intended to be said to basically friends and family that you see. So you say, hey, sabaho. So it's like, hey, and good morning, good morning. Um, and <laughs> I don't know why I did this, and I did not realize I did. Uh, let me go ahead and mute my phone. Uh, I thought I had it on. Oh, here it is. My notifications starting to kick in again. Uh, but yes, so sabaho means good morning in uh, in Arabic. I use it every day, uh, and I even you know speak it with uh, here the magic again. That's how we write it in uh, sabaho. He extended the e at the end uh, to make it in there. Uh, so magic saying good morning to 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 myself and of course to everybody in the chat. Aditya, the man, the myth himself, is as well in the chat. Gary, the fireman, Greg, as well. Aditya hanging out with us on this Saturday. Uh, Russ is in there as well. Uh, as Russ is saying, I uh, hope you had a. Uh, <laughs> A uh, quick charge 5.0 charger. Uh, the bo the the by the babe sorry the basis. Uh, hopefully I'm saying it correctly. A quick charge 5.0 charger. Um, I do have a quick charge 5.0 charger that I did get for, uh, from them uh, a while back. So that supports quick charge 5.0 devices. And for me right now, the only one that I have that supports it 
is uh, the Snapdragon Insider smartphone. Now, it does support it at Quick Charge 5, but it charges at 65 watts, although we know we can go all the way up to 100 watts with the Quick Charge 5.0, uh, and it is very, very nice. Um, is it cont compatible with all smartphones' maximum wattage? It's... Uh, uh, it's, it depends on the devices that you're using. It has to be first compatible with Quick Charge. It's not a PD charger. So it's not going to basically support uh, a very a variety of them. If your device is a Qualcomm, if, if, if your device is running a Qualcomm chipset and supports Quick Charge, yes, then it'll give it to the maximum capacity for most devices on the market right now that support that. Uh, unfortunately, not every company uses Qual uh, Qualcomm's Quick Charge uh, technologies. Most of them will use uh, PD or they'll also use proprietary technology to be able to do their charging speeds. So an example would be Oppo, OnePlus, and so on. They use their own proprietary chargers. Um, and I think they share between the two. So you have Oppo, OnePlus, and then, if I'm not mistaken, Realme also uses the same tech. But then when you jump over to other devices and other companies, you need to see if they support Quick Charge. But Quick Charge 5.0 on supported devices is crazy fast. So for sure, very nice. Uh, yes, uh, and I'm saying, <laughs> imagine in there. Don Donald Lazino's in there as well. Hey, man, good morning. Hope you're doing well. Um, it's been an interesting week. It's been an interesting week. I have to say that uh, the my schedule for this week's videos was a little bit, um, I would say, shifted or I'm not going to say interrupted, but essentially shifted because I was in, intending to produce an extra video this week that unfortunately is going to get bumped to tomorrow. Uh, which I wasn't hoping to was I wasn't writing uh, hoping to to try to produce a video on Sunday, but it is a video that I promised that was going to be coming out this week. Uh, writing Arabic seems really difficult. Um, Maldi saying it is absolutely difficult because it also starts from the wrong, not the wrong direction, from the opposite direction. So English we write from the left to the right. Arabic we write from the right from the we write from the right to the left. Totally didn't mean to say it that way. But yes, so we start in a, in a different uh, uh, point of view. Uh, not only that, books are opened in the upper opposite direction. So you start the book and always hold it. You hold the, the actual uh, the binding on the right side as opposed to the left when you're opening it. Let's say uh, an English or a, a Gregorian-based language, uh, you know, like either being Roman-based uh, language uh, from the left side. Uh, so uh, similar to some of the other wrong. Um, uh, Khader is asking a question here, asking, uh, when will the review for the Z Fold 3 be coming out? That's going to be coming out next week. So I didn't want to rush into the Z Fold 3 review or the Z Flip 3. Um, I have the Z Flip 3 in, um, I'm going to call it Thunder Purple, but it is my the, the purple color, mostly because uh, it reminds me a lot of uh, Goku Black Rosé, which is a big, I'm a big fan of, well, Dragon Ball, so you can kind of see it right there. So that's Goku, uh, Goku Ultra Instinct. Uh, so we have the Z Flip 3 that's coming out next week. And of course, we also have the Z Fold 3, which uh, I picked up in regular black color. I didn't actually go with a, any kind of funky color because I wanted to use cases with them. Uh, but yes, uh, for sure. video, inshallah, Khadir. And it, one of those things that I really appreciate about spending some time with these devices before pushing out a review is you, you get to learn these little quirks, the little uh, things that make them work, the things that kind of drive you a little bit, you know, like, oh, okay, I didn't realize this was a thing. And then, you know, is am I okay with this? Do I really want to make a decision? Um, at the end of the day, my goal was to actually make a decision on which one I'm going to be sticking with. Uh, the Both of these devices offer a, a foldable experience, which is good, but they also offer us a very different foldable experience. We have clamshell, small pocket size, uh, kind of reminiscent of the old flip phones uh, type of an experience that opens up to a full size phone. Uh, but you can't pretty much do a lot of things with it once it's closed. You can take pictures, you can check notifications, you have some customized widgets. So those are some things that I'm very happy to see with the Z Flip 3. Uh, but it still hasn't changed one big factor for me from last year to this year. 
is that you have to open it to pretty much do anything you want. You can't answer phone calls. You cannot send phone, make phone calls from it. Obviously, if you're using headphones, but unless you know from the front panel, you cannot make phone calls. You can take pictures, you can respond. But here, if I want to make anything, I have to open it up. And for the most part, then it looks like a regular phone. Then we have also the Z Fold 3, which essentially is a slightly improved experience over the Z Fold 2. And the more time I spend with it, the more I'm realizing or I'm actually kind of like looking at it. And I'm starting to be a little bit kind of like, did it make sense for me to upgrade from the Fold 2 to the 3? There are some areas that I'm very happy about. And then there are some other things that I've really thought about that I don't know if that was really functional for me to do. Uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit more in the review. And again, that's, that was the reason why I wanted to spend some more time with it. I didn't feel like it was right for me to just uh, jump in with a review on a device that I got barely a week ago. Uh, and I actually, I barely got it a week ago today. So that's the reason why the review hasn't been pushed out yet. Josh Quinones, man, my buddy, Josh, uh, my Samsung buddy from back in the day, back in the uh, Galaxy S10 days, we all went up uh, to San Francisco. We had the opportunity. It was, it was, it was an amazing event. Um, and it's been one of those things I've been trying to recreate, but I haven't been able to, to, to you know, it's one of those things. Uh, Khader, thank you, man. Shukran, shukran, habibi. So yes, um, Josh, big fan, uh, big fan of his work. So Josh also has been covering the Z Fold 3. He's been kicking, you know, uh, spending some good time with that, putting some content on that, of course, if you guys haven't had a chance to check him out. Uh, but yes, fun times, Josh. And the thing about it is we don't live too far from each other. Uh, but we met uh, in San Francisco during a Samsung event, and it is one of those things. Like I said, once you make a friendship online, or you make you know you meet somebody and you you share uh, a certain passion for technology in the same manner, uh, it is very much a fun experience, and always nice to hang out with some friends. Um, Dominic Valle is in there as well. Uh, I've been a Samsung fan since the S1. You know what? I've I've been also a big fan of Samsung also ever since they used to make Nexus smartphones. Let's just say that. Uh, it is one of those things that I think um, Chemi's in there as well. Hey, man, it is one of those th companies that um, truly carried us for quite some time. And I feel like my passion with Samsung is uh, not just necessarily as a fan, but also because it's a championing kind of an experience. I love what Samsung stands for. I'm hoping for Samsung to push the envelope furthermore, keep pushing the technology, providing us more opportunities to enjoy our devices in different experiences. Um, one of the things I posted this week was the video on this one, the Galaxy S, uh, sorry, the Galaxy Watch 4 Classic LTE. It is uh, by far one of those things that I feel like it's, you got to check them out uh, and see basically how Android Wear or Wear 3.0 is running on a Samsung watch. So I'll have to say this. The experience, although still very much a Samsung experience, meaning a Tizen or a One UI experience on a full, on a watch, having Android Wear in the background opened up so many things for me. And by far, one of my only things that I have to say that, um, for, so since the beginning of the year, as you guys know, we, when I purchased the Tesla, we, you know, it's it's like one of my favorite toys as well. Uh, but one of the things that drove me crazy is I couldn't use Samsung watches with uh, to control my car. The app that I like to use is Wear for Tesla, and it is an Android Wear app. It does not work on Tizen. It was never developed for that. So to this day, before with the Galaxy S, uh, the Galaxy Watch 3 and prior generations, I couldn't use that. And once I was able to install it on this watch, it just truly changed my experience and my appreciation for what Samsung's doing. I like the new tech. I like the new sensors that they're adding, the fitness uh, trackers and so on. Um, I'm a little bit on the fence regarding battery life. Battery life is not so awesome, uh, especially if you're using LTE, which is what I have. And of course, if you're shifting it or going into the next level and you want to basically use this as your daily smartwatch, there are some caveats that you need to kind of work with. But again, the fact of the matter is it is the best that Samsung has to offer to date. 
Um, no Google Assistant, which is one of my only things that I feel like would probably be driving me back to the TicWatch 3 Pro. Um, not that this watch is not good. It's just I use the Assistant all the time, and it is something that I use to automate things and run automations on my device from my device for my home or things around the house. And those are things that I really need, especially since I like to use Tasker, which has some hooks uh, and uh, plugins that you can actually use to be able to run off the Assistant so you can set up certain scenarios through it. And I can't do that with Bixby. So it's, again, one of those things you have to kind of keep keep working on that. Um, let me see here. I think we're maybe a couple of set, uh, steps behind. Um, yes, they're definitely, yeah. So Josh is, of course, yes. Uh, Samsung's doing big things, of course. It is Samsung. I mean, that's typically what they do. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, notifications and, and notifications are kicking up right here, TK. Uh, but how is the... How 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 is this collab? How do you think will be affected Wear OS watches? So, the the collaboration between Samsung and Google is is actually very clearly showing in this one, right? So we see some influences what Samsung did, but it's it's truly the way Google shifted the approach to Wear or Android Wear. Android Wear, typically the way we've seen it up to this date, is very much a, a similar experience on multiple devices. So it truly became more about what company you like, what design, what external design of a smartwatch is more appealing to you. It's really not as much about the UI element because you got the same experience across different devices. At the end of 2020, early 2021, we started seeing some devices include some skins. An example, Oppo did it on their watch, as well as uh, I think uh, TicWatch 3 Pro has a custom launcher running on it. But now Google is allowing third-party OEMs to, to skin Android Wear on their smartwatches. And what I mean by this, if you, if you decide to pick up a, a watch from Samsung right now, even though it does support or it is running on Android, uh, as it's been Android Wear 3.0, uh, you have no idea that it is. They've skinned it to the point where it literally looks like the uh, Galaxy Watch 3. The only difference that I would probably say that this was very much an, uh, an obvious experience that this is something different a, you had the Google Play Store that was in the App Store, but B was that the fact now you swipe from the bottom to open the App Store, so the uh, the app drawer, not the store. And that's something different than what we had with earlier generations Galaxy Watches. You have to click the button for it. So there, that was one of the only UI elements. And of course, there is that, um, I would probably say, the UI element, which kind of makes it look like they're, they've had a massive inspiration from Apple with the little circular app drawer, which I don't know why, but I wish we had the opportunity to change it. Uh, it is one of those things. Uh, other than that, though, I feel like it's going to help us uh, solidify the concerns or the issues when it comes down to non-Apple ecosystem smartwatches. What we're getting now is now either an, uh, an app supports the Apple ecosystem with uh, with watchOS or it supports uh, the Android ecosystem with Android Wear or Android Wear 3.0. And that's going to be the push forward. Again, without this in the background, I could not have installed my Tesla app to be able to control my car for my watch on the, on the Galaxy Watch 4. That would have been non, a non-starter for me, which would have also kind of sped up the process for me to shift. TicWatch still has some unique features that I love about that, especially the dual display, the battery that lasts for two and a half days uh, consistently. Uh, so there are some things you also kind of have to consider between the three. And they did promise us that both the TicWatch 3 Pro and the TicWatch E3 from 2021 are going to get Android Wear 3.0 with Mavoy and TicWatch's new UI elements. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Hoping the note, uh, ho uh, hoping for the Note 22 Ultra, uh, Russ. I think it's going to be one of those. So there's no question. I think Samsung is not necessarily killing the Note line. I feel like there is going to be a release of a follow up. We're, obviously, we skipped this year. The 22 is more than likely going to be the next one that we go with. 
Uh, I'm not sure, though, if if it's truly going to be consistently staying much longer after that. I feel like there's going to be some limitations that we need to kind of look into, uh, mostly because I think at this point, the fact is the S Pen is no longer a unique feature to it. The, the way it holds the S Pen is one thing, but I think at the end of the day, if we start looking at functional things, uh, the Z Fold 3. S Pen support. The S21 Ultra supports an S Pen. Uh, more than likely, S22 Ultra will support it. The next generations, even more devices will support it. I'm hoping they bring it down to the A series even. So we're going to see how that goes. Uh, I'm still hoping for a truly note experience at the end of next year as to basically be, meaning that it's the best of the best that Samsung has to offer from a, a rectangular, basically a glowing rectangle style uh, kind of a device. Let me see here. Uh... People that like type can't carry any any phone these days. Uh, Amaldi's out. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, that I'll say this for people that like to wear tight pants, which is I'm not in that department. The Z Flip Three will definitely work for you. Uh, it definitely, even though it is a thicker phone because of the the double uh, side of it, um, it fits much nicer in pockets that are tight, and it, it'll show when you're obviously it's going to show up on you saying you know that you're wearing a phone in there. Uh, but it's not going to be where it's going to be like just this massive power bank size type of an experience going on. Uh, yes, as well as the SD card as well. Uh, ER1980, Ibrahim, hey man, hope you're doing well. Sabaha TK, all as well. Hope everybody's doing a and having a great weekend. Uh, I hope so as well. Um, watching you from my experience. Oh my God, Hans, I am so jealous right now. Okay, okay. So Hans is watching us on his Xperia 1 Mark III, guys. Those are so they started chipping out mid to late, not mid, late August, and people are starting to get their pre-orders, which is really, really exciting. I haven't heard anything yet online, uh, so yes, congrats, very, very much. Uh, this is an amazing. I will never go back to Samsung. You know what, dude? It's hard. It's hard to go back to once you appreciate. Okay, sorry. Once you experience a 4K panel with 120 hertz refresh rate, stereo speakers, all of the things that we see in the Xperia 1 Mark III, it is very hard to go away from that. That is just something that you, like, um, it's like suddenly you're seeing things much better and then you realize that a lot of other companies are providing you a slightly different experience. Again, if you can move into an Xperia 1 Mark III, absolutely, kudos, uh, hands down, no question about it. Uh, it is a massive improvement over last year and the 4K 120 is beautiful beautiful that's just I, I i i don't mind being called a fanboy at this point hashtag tk fanboy sam sony all around um but it is something that we know we have to appreciate there is options and opportunities for us to enjoy the headphone jack speakers and all of that the xperia one mark three just is crazy good um let's see real quick uh grounded tech dan is in there razor software updating now and i can't hear anything oh my god just read my lips dan no um dan dan grounded tech uh one of our favorite guys as well hope you're doing well um i have the mark three as well oh cm hey man uh, i haven't had sony since the first xperia Ca camera not as good as i thought it would be i think so with the camera experience you have to remember this is really heavily focusing on better optics than post-processing. There's a different experience when it comes to the cameras on the Xperia 1 Mark III. If you're, especially when you're looking at also color science, right? You're shifting from one company to another. Regardless of where you came from, this is a different experience. So it's hard. It's like for people that appreciate the color science of what Samsung does with the saturation levels, that it's hard for you to jump over other ones. So what I would probably say is experiment a little bit with, with the uh, camera applications. You have two different ones. The Camera Pro on auto mode is actually pretty decent, and I feel like it's a much better camera than using the standard, uh, the simple mode, uh, 
think they call it the simple or the easy mode um, inside of the Camera Pro application. So I would recommend you going in there. And then other than that, just uh, utilize the camera, play a little bit more with the camera settings. You have a much more advanced camera experience than what most users get on their smartphones. And I think that's probably what's causing some of the maybe shift in appreciation. But again, it's something that you probably want to spend a little bit more time. Um, also, like I said, it is definitely more on the optic side than post-processing. So you want to keep that in mind as well. Um, but yes, so yeah, um, what I wanted to kind of show you guys as well, so I'll switch over there. Uh, so I did get this package. This is a, uh, a massive box that I got directly from Spigen. I picked it up from the post office this morning. Uh, oh, let me go ahead and start the recording here. I don't want to miss this piece. And uh, we're also going to talk about these guys again, the chargers that they included in there. Uh, and then, of course, we'll we'll cover all of this uh, as well. Let me just catch up a little bit on the comments because <laughs> I think I'm a little bit behind in there. Uh, oh, hold on. Let me see here. Uh, we'll be opening uh, the Realme. Okay. Will we be covering the Realme event on the 9th of September or is that exclusive to India? Uh, Jimmy Fire Dragon. So uh, I've worked with Realme on a few devices and I've covered quite a, few, quite a few of their hardware. I haven't been able to cover some of their events. If it's a specific uh, India specific launch, they typically don't cover or they don't reach out to non um, Indian, uh, I would say basically creators because they want to make sure they cover the area or in the, in the time zone and the creators that basically have, um, I would say basically the best way to say it, the creators that have reach in that region. Uh, and I think that's probably what they're going with. If it does go into the global market and that, I think that's at the point where they start reaching out and they try to work with us. Um, I know that, um, basically, hopefully there'll be basically some really nice devices launched. The ninth is next, I think about a week from now, if I'm not mistaken, today is the third, right? No, I said the third, but it is the fourth. Um, yes, the third Monday is a holiday for us here in the US. So I'm a little bit off on timing. Uh, let me double check. Oh, <laughs> fortunately, I was really taking a slit the entire time. <laughs> See, that's how it works. Dan and I, we got it. We got it in a lock. Dan, man, I'm happy you're back. I'm happy you're doing well. Um, so Amaldi is um, asking is, since you reviewed the One Mark III, what do you think about the overheating? Um, other reviewers have talked about the 888 is a, a power hungry. So there is a there's an inherent concern. Well, sorry, there's an inherent heating issue that comes around with anything running the 888. This is something that there's nothing to do with Samsung, with Sony, with uh, anybody using the 888. The 888 runs warmer. It's a powerful processor. It's not a warm uh, warming situation where it starts throttling you right away. It's just initially that's what's going to happen. The performance hits and you start getting some heating on the depending where the processor is sitting on your motherboard or the configuration of your phone. So the one thing I would probably say is Sony approached it or addressed it slightly differently than some of the other manufacturers. They have that HS power control, which enables you to connect your phone to the phone, sorry, connect your phone through to power and not charge the phone or maybe trickle charge it at a very, very low rate where the device actually doesn't overheat or the battery doesn't add, uh, provide any additional heat concerns. Um, the one thing I will probably say other than that is when you're using a smartphone that is generally that you're feeling the heat, that's the heat dissipation. So what you're feeling there is the, the device actually releasing the heat so that it continue, like it can continue to perform at the level that it's supposed to. There's nothing really we can do. The only companies that I think that have done a decent job on this is, um, I forgot the name of one. Uh, I think one of them is a, uh, a Xiaomi company that um, they're, they're a gaming department. The other one is the, actually the Red Magic 6. And I did show a couple of videos on that as well, that they included a nice little um, USB-C fan that you can mount on the back of the phone, which provides cooling. So basically air cooling to that area to reduce the temperature concerns that you're going with. 
Uh, most devices or most companies, sorry, most smartphones that are running the 888, uh, I think usually cases provide a little bit of protection as well. It reduces the amount of heat that you're seeing there. And if you're playing with any kind of controllers where the phone is sitting down, not a lot of not a lot of heat is dissipated or issues are going there. I mean, the phones are not having problems. They're not melting. And that's to say basically that it's really more of a temperature control and dissipation needs to happen. And I think that's where some some companies or some devices or reviews, I've also talked about those. The 888 is warm. It's been like that since the beginning of the year. I'm really hoping that the uh, whatever the next generation, I think I saw somewhere where they were talking about a leak or a potential um, the Snapdragon 898 showing up in some benchmarks. Um, hopefully that version of the processor will have better uh, thermal uh, regulation. And oh, the Black Shark, exactly. Sorry, uh, Black Shark was one of the, uh, but I think they ran, um, actually, I take that back. Then it, it must not have been uh, the Black Shark. I think it was another company. Black Shark ended up going with the 870 this year to circumvent the heating issue. The 870 didn't have that problem. Um, I, I want to I want to say, yeah, uh, it, it's one of those, I, I don't remember the name of the company. Uh, but yes, oh, so uh, Dominic saying, uh, Dominic v, uh, Valle is saying, um, my ASUS, uh, my ASUS ROG, so the ROG while connecting uh, remotely to my office work, uh, is that is that normal stuff? So it depends on what's going on. Um, if you're connecting remotely and the the heating that you're you're really or you're noticing there, um, were you connected over Wi-Fi or were you connected over a modem, basically 5G connectivity? Because um, that could also be the connectivity back and forth. You're consistently running at high brightness on the display, and you're doing a lot more um, computational processes in the background. So that's probably what's attributing to the uh, to the processor running higher than normal performance. So that's one thing to keep in mind. Um, if you're connected over Wi-Fi uh, or sorry over 5G, that also creates heat. You have the integrated modem in the 888, separate, uh, different from what we had last year. So the the concerns essentially is yes, there's going to be some heat. It is part of it is part of the core right now as far as just going in with a smartphone that runs the 888. Uh, we are in September. Hopefully, if I'm not, uh, I mean, I'm, bas I'm I'm hoping timing stays the same. We are a couple of months or so away from when Qualcomm announces the next SOC, and we'll have to see how they do with that one as well. Uh, and of course, you can you can pretty much bet everybody's going to be covering that part once once the hardware starts supporting it as well. Uh, El Joe says in there, "Hey man, hope you're doing well. Is Asus uh, Zenfone 8 battery life good?" Um, from what I've heard, yes. Uh, now, I don't personally have it. My buddy Josh has one, um, and he's been very happy with the battery performance on it. So from what I've heard, it's it's not a bad experience. Uh, it is obviously going to get uh, more of a personal experience based on how your usage is going to be, how your connectivity is, how is the signal strength in your area. So there's a few factors that battery life is affected by, but I feel like a lot of people don't cover that part. Um, a big part of your battery life is going to be dictated, especially if you're not on Wi-Fi. Uh, on your modem and how often your phone needs to stay awake to catch a better signal or if it loses signal to catch signal again those things cause cause the phone not to go to deep sleep and when it doesn't do that it obviously eats up more battery so it changes it a little bit um jimmy firegan it was on G uh, gsm arena uh, that did the uh, the article on the vivo on vivo phone being spotted running the 898 uh, i got the <laughs> i got a 72p on uh, on the high score uh and about 1800 1900 on the multi-score like whoa okay uh you know what it, it it it's it's still early it's still early and i'm sure so here there's no question that there are these numbers obviously are based on a device, probably a testing device uh, under embargo or something like that. Somebody forgot and they downloaded an app and installed it and ran a benchmark and forgot to disable certain things. It happens. It's not unlikely. Um, any numbers generated ahead of an official launch with early beta software that wasn't optimized for it 
are going to give you some weird um, outliers. It's indicative, obviously, of better performance. We expect that. It's not going to be something running slower than before. Uh, but we'll have to see. 18 to 1900 on the multi-core, 898 um, on, uh, you know, it's not, it's, it's not bad. Let's just say that. Keep in mind that the 888 runs at 912 to 920. So it's a little bit different. Like I said, it's early software. I wouldn't trust the numbers, but it's nice to see that it's starting to pop up. Uh, and hopefully they stick with the 898. I mean, again, they went from the 865 to the 888 as opposed to the 870. Uh, well, they did keep the 870, but you know what I mean? The, the numbering scheme seems to be shifting. Uh, it gets warm on some on some tasks, but not performance issues. Uh, I wish Asus Power Control uh, could have worked uh, specifically in games. Yeah, they need to unlock that feature for more applications. Um, how goes the battery experience on the Z Flip 3? Does the slower charging annoy you at all? <gasps> um, I'll say this. Um, I think it's by far the biggest thing that drives me when I'm looking at... Uh, okay, so let's say this. I'm testing something right now that, and I can't unfortunately say what it is, um, that does crazy fast speed of charging. Let's just say that. Crazy, ludicrous, like, oh my God, I can't believe it's already done. I barely put it on there. That kind of an experience. Not wireless, wired, but again, some of the things that you can definitely appreciate about fast charging. With all of that tech, when I get the Flip and then Z Fold, both charge at a much slower charge rate. That's This is like um, the, the biggest shift that I ever had uh, for me was when I shifted down from the uh, S20 Ultra to the S21 and I lost from 45 to 25. That was a big notice for me. Noticing that basically when I put my phone on and I can typically come back in the normal time and I come back to it and it hasn't gone up to 100% yet. The phone wasn't empty, so it's not like I'm charging it from zero to 100, but it still charges at a much slower rate. Uh, the Z Flip obviously takes it even further. Battery life, unfortunately for me on the Z Flip has not been that good. Uh, you know, I... I would probably say is by the end of the day, I have to actually put it on the charger before going to sleep so that it doesn't die overnight. It's one of those devices that I feel like um, the 5G connectivity on this with the 120 hertz display are not very optimized with the 888. So you, you really have to kind of look at it at the combo, right? Power hungry uh, uh, SOC that runs warm. You have a 5G modem that runs power hungry as well. It runs more battery juice uh, from there. And of course, lastly, a higher refresh rate display, even though it's 1080p, we're looking at a higher 120, for each, 120 frames per second refresh rate. It's bound to basically, uh, you know, drain the battery much faster. It's just bound to happen. So um, in my recommendation, I think for most people, realistically, unless there are certain cases that you really need to have that 5G signal for some reason, I would recommend you turning off 5G on the Z Flip 3 and the Z Flip 3. Uh, and then um, also just keep in mind that, you know, if you want to have the 120, that's going to be good. It's adaptive, so it changes. But I think the modem by, by far will help improve the battery. And of course, dropping it to 60 frames per second will also help the battery a lot. It's sad that you have to disable things, but otherwise you have to just keep in mind that that's what it runs. Uh... So Jimmy Fire Dragon, yeah, some people, yeah, um, yeah. I would trade Benchmark's cores uh, for much better battery life uh, and experience on any phone. Uh, we get uh, terrible battery battery sizes, and, and then we did on the Z Flip on the Z Flip three um, uh, for the uh, the Pixel four, yeah. And I think it was uh, really so. It's one of those things you have to kind of, yeah. Um, I think a smartphone these days should not be getting smaller batteries. I think smartphones and batteries, um, the relationship between the two, especially when you're trying to push more function out of your smartphone, you need to function. You need to be able to. Sorry, let me disable this because I think I'm recording this for an extended amount of time, and we didn't touch the cases yet. Um, it is one of those things that you kind of have to appreciate, right? 
5,000, 4,500 to 5,000 milliampere, I think should be a standard right now. Uh, the reality of the matter is it's, it's, you know, batteries are getting bigger, better. They're getting thinner. We're able to inc incorporate them. Uh, the question would be is obviously this charging speed. What is comfortable? What is right? Um, Sony went up to 30 watts. Uh, we see Samsung at around 25 watts. Uh, we see OnePlus and Oppo going into the 50 to 65 watts. And of course, we see some companies, uh, other companies going out there. Like I said, uh, we have the 100 watt capabilities on the Quick Charge 5.0 from the uh, um, the Insider's phone from Qualcomm and other devices that support it. So we know Xiaomi is trying to go in there as well. Um, and I think if I'm not mistaken, Huawei is already trying to go up there as well uh, with their charging speeds. So we should have that function. It shouldn't be as as so high, uh, such a high bar for us to kind of reach. Keep in mind, we were stuck at 15 watts for so long that 25 seems fast, but we need more. Yeah, for sure. Um, yes. So yeah, so yeah, uh, the 5G drains a lot on the on the on the Z Flip 3. And then keep in mind that the 5G that you're experiencing on the Z Flip 3, for the most part, unless you're running on a UW ultra wideband from like Verizon or something like that, is pretty much going to be comparable to the same speed you get on LTE anyways. There, there are certain cases where you're, let's say you're able to go to 500 megabits down as opposed to 250 megabits down. But the reality is, unless you're downloading massive large files, you're not really going to notice it. And then there's also the factor of whatever, whatever site that you're downloading from needs to have support for those higher speeds. And most of them don't. It actually probably capped around 10 to 15 megabits down anyways. So the reality is you're not missing much. It's nice to have it. And I think once the, uh, the technology becomes more reliable, where the 5G signal isn't as um, in and out, because what's happening with 5G, and I feel um, the biggest thing that we don't realize right now is that uh, mo phone companies are not replacing towers with 5G. So they're not taking in their 4G LTE uh, uh, modems in there and replacing them all with 5G. They're doing them in a split, almost a 50-50 or a 25-50 to be able to actually provide you that experience more consistently. There is a lot more devices on the market that support 4G LTE than they support 5G. 5G is still growing. So what happens essentially is that in certain areas, your phone that's trying to stay on that 5G connection bounces back to 4G LTE and then tries to look for that 5G and keeps going back and forth, back and forth, and back and forth. We're not at the point where 5G is all around for that to be the, the function that we need. It's just that's the problem right now. And once we get to that level where we have dedicated towers made specifically for 5G, we're going to see a better battery life at that point. We had the same problem with 4G LTE when it first came out. Battery drain was massive. A lot of people were having problems turning it off and turning doing things. It, it is going to get better even on this device. It's just it's time. And right now, unfortunately, the Z Flip 3 does need to have that function. Uh, at, at, you have the ability of disabling it. Let's say that. Um, can you shut shut down? Uh, can you shut the 5G off on Verizon on uh, Verizon's versions? It's in the settings tab, and you just need to go in there and change the uh, the connection type down to 4G LTE. It disables the 5G. There's no one button option. I think some smartphones allow you, and I want to say actually the uh, the um, the Qualcomm smartphone from Asus, the one that Asus made for them, uh, the uh, Insider's phone, it actually has a 5G toggle in the notification panel. So what it does essentially is it switches you from, uh, there's a different selection in the settings tab, and then what it essentially says 2G, 3G, 4G, and 5G. And that's the connection, that that's the selection that's already pre-made out of the box. You just need to check the one that's right under it. It says 2G, 3G, 4G, and then disables the ability of going to 5G, and that will save you some power. 
So yeah, uh, it should be available in, even on uh, Verizon's uh, variant. Uh, the main difference, so you want to keep in mind, Verizon does have different hardware. Device, devices that are sold under Verizon's name, specifically even with Samsung and third parties, when they support ultra-wideband, not just a standard Verizon sub-6, there's a different modem in there. But the standard Verizon sub-6, you should be able to disable that yourself. Yeah. Uh, why do Samsung produce... Uh, okay, so Mark is asking a question here. Um, why does Samsung produce slower phone, slower phones of the same version for different parts of the world? Um, I think it's marketing, and it also is uh, region, depending on what regions are... Uh, I guess what... I'm sorry, let me say that. Uh, they are producing content, they're producing devices specifically for regions. It's different than producing one device for all regions. Uh, their flagship devices, so the S series and the Note series and the Flip series and the, uh, and the, uh, the Z series, they typically produce them to be more compatible with everybody because that's just the higher end. When you're looking at devices that are more affordable, you need to make them more specifically tar uh, targeted to the market that they're going to be in. If a market that they're basically releasing a smartphone in there does not have 5G, they're going to sell more if they sell it with 4G LTE. Uh, if they sell it for the specific market, they may require to have certain features by the uh, the local areas that are not necessarily needed in others. So, as a as an international brand, and with and it's not just purely to Samsung. Uh, LG used to do the exact same situation when they you know when they were selling when they were still in the mobile device uh, business. Uh, they would release the same phone, but the same phone under the same name is sold with different configurations depending on what part of the world you are. It's targeted marketing. Uh, and a targeted uh, specific uh, specs for that market. And I feel like it's something um, they deem needed based on their sales and their local uh, PR and research departments that they've done work with. Uh, it doesn't change the device, but I, I can understand what you mean. It's like you watch a video on a phone and they're like, well, wait a minute. Oh, that's the US model. It has this, this, and this. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think OnePlus did the same thing with the OnePlus 9. In the US, they gave us wireless charging, um, but I think in India, it does not have that. So it, it is very much a... Um, a, basically a user based uh, on the experience that they're trying to give everybody. Uh, so Jason under, hold on, let me see if I can show you here on the Z Flip on my end. So when we go into the settings, so no, not data usage here. Sorry, you go under mobile data here. Where is it? Okay, why am I not seeing it on my end? No, hold on. I know I saw it. Airplane, I'm in the wrong section. Sound here. Uh, airplane mode. Hold on, I think I just need to look for it. Here, connections. Next tab, more. Mobile hotspots. No, where is it? I mean, it was here before. I'm in my, <laughs> sorry, one second guys. I need to bring that up here. Oh, here, APN. It was in the settings. I don't know. Did they push an update? One second. Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, NFC, airplane, data usage. Uh, that's regular. Oh, you know what? Disable Wi-Fi. Maybe that's my problem. More connections. Okay, you know what? Let me... I don't know why I can't seem to look for it. It's like it was one of the settings in there. Secure Android share. Hold on, let me. I have to. I have now. I have to look for it. I don't know why it's just something that's driving me. I I saw it and I was able to disable it. 
uh, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, NFC, airplane, data usage, mobile. So mobile hotspot and tethering, that's one thing, but that's not the option. More connection takes me to nearby Shea or VPN. That's not what I need. Where is SIM? Where is SIM configuration? I, we used to have the ability of seeing that here. SIM. Uh, SIM card status. Network. Oh, okay. I'll have to post. I'll, I'll post a picture for you. I know it was there. I was disabling it before. Uh, I don't know why it's not showing up on my end, but I feel like I think it's because I switched. I, okay, we'll have to we'll have to bring it up. Um, Ian James is asking, can I ask you, so the new Z Flip 3, should I should I, should I be scared of accidentally uh, nail prints on the screen? Um, have you, uh, okay, um, I have the white one uh, pre-order taking forever. Um, the one thing I would probably say is you probably don't have to worry too much about it. The glass on this is actually much better than what we've seen in the past. Uh, and the reason I say behind that is, and sorry, let me do this real quick. I, know what happened. I think it's because I switched Sims. And I was switching a SIM card from one device to the other. So let me just do this real quick as we're doing it live. Um, so the glass on the Z Flip 3 and the Z Fold 3 are much stronger than what we've had in the past. The devices that we actually uh, we we used to have with the glass, but from before was, uh, I would not going to say not as rugged, but it just wasn't as uh, fingerprint prone, uh, sorry, protectant uh, of our finger or fingernails on it. So no, I'm not, I'm not going to say that this is going to be something that's going to be an issue for you. Uh, if it does end up becoming an issue, since I've seen some issues with, um, I think I forgot what is it called. I think uh, some companies were saying that the pen was starting to dig into it. So let's go ahead and do this. It's going to restart. Um, there are glass protectors or protectors that are similar to the one that Samsung is putting on that you can buy now and replace by yourself. And they're made by a company called Whitestone Dome. That's going to be a good option for us to replace it. So in case you're worried, it's not going to be as big of an issue. You could definitely still uh, enjoy uh, you're protecting your device. And if you do see any scratches or anything like that, it's not going to have, um, it's not as, let's say this, it's not as soft or as easy to scratch this one than it was last year's. But if you do, you can still fix it, if that makes sense. Uh, okay, Zach. Um, Zach saying, I ordered the Z Fold 3 on the 31st. Um, estimated delivery is, oh, wow, the 21st. Um, anyone ordered after uh, after Luis's got a far away uh, delivery date, uh, but then uh, but then got it sooner. Uh, I think the reason behind that is because of the number of pre-orders that were put in. I think it depended on when you picked it up. Uh, I'm assuming you ordered it directly from Samsung. You may end up having a better luck picking it up from, let's say, if you, I mean, unless you need to get an unlocked model, you could probably check your local phone company, the the local, uh, your whatever company that you're using for your service. They may end up having better stock and also better deals for trade-ins uh, with like buy one, get one free um, or even buy one, get one for 50% off. Let me see here. Okay, I wanted, I wanted to kind of show you guys that little setting that I saw and I'll give it a second. I need, now I need to wait for it to finish. <laughs> so we have 5G right there. Okay, we're going to give it a second. So yeah, here it is, mobile networks. Okay. So what I was talking to you guys before here, I don't know if you can, eh, do apologize. It is eh, definitely very. So when you're looking at your smartphone, when you set it up, there these are the configurations that you're able to look at. You'll see there's one that's selected, which is 5G, LTE, 3G, and 2G. If you want to disable 5G, you could just disable that by going to the section here where it says LTE, 3G, and 2G. LTE is really 4G LTE, and that's going to be under the settings. So to get to that page, by the way, it's under connections. 
right in that page, right under mobile networks. You can see it right there. And it doesn't show up unless you have a SIM card that's already in the phone. I switched the SIM card between this one and the uh, Z Fold because I've been making more calls from that one. So yeah, very simple, very easy to turn off. You should have that option in there to be able to just use LTE and that would be your 4G connectivity. Some smartphones usually call it 4G, but essentially it is LTE. Um, but yeah, hopefully that helps you question, uh, Ian. Uh, make sure to check out Whitestone Dome Glass. Their, their glass or their solution is very close to the one that, that Samsung has on their phones, and it is a much cheaper price to be able to replace it yourself than to take it into a Samsung store. Uh, it's also very easy to remove. Uh, I think Josh, if Josh is still in the chat, uh, he removed his on the Z Fold 3 and replaced it with theirs, and it's called the, um, I think it's called the Whitestone Dome uh, Silk is the name of the brand. Let me double check here. Uh, sorry, uh, we're going to have to say TK. What, what, what I mean? Uh, ex uh, exciting tech. We've pretty much just been chatting about, um, you know, Z flips and Z fold, uh, impressions. Uh, we talked about the Xperia one Mark three and we're still, I haven't had a chance to open up the case yet. We're going to, we're, we're going to open up the case very, very soon. Um, Yes. So here, Josh did kind of confirm. Yes, I'm, I'm using that Whitestone Dome uh, and it's holding up pretty good. So again, he used it on his default three, but it's the same tech, same kind of material made for the Z Flip. So they made it for both uh, devices. And essentially all they're doing is they're going to be removing that screen protector that's pre-applied, which again, if there's a way to describe it, it, um, it feels like the glass on your smartphone. The feeling on it, like when you're putting your finger on it and you're using it, it feels like it's the glass on a regular smartphone, even though it's still bendable. So that's the main difference between the two. So I wouldn't really worry too much about like uh, the ghost fingerprint. I did have that problem last year with the Z Flip when I first when we first got that one. After literally a week of using it, I start seeing shadow little scratches and it was primarily for my fingernails and I was not like I was digging into it, but it's just doing those swipes. Uh, there's that little part that you know your finger kind of touches it so you see those. I haven't been having those on mine, so that should be pretty good. Sorry. <laughs> Getting notifications uh, for the first time and everything kind of just hits up at the same time. Let me just do this here. Uh, I do have it on Vibe, and uh, yes, sorry. I'll go ahead and put that on the table. Uh, Justin, uh, Justin saying is, I bought the Z Flip three, and it kept, and I kept my Z Fold two because I think the flip is a much better improvement. Um, totally agree. Uh, if we if we just do a straight comparison over generation from the two to the three, especially if you have the Z Flip, if you or your original recommendation or the phone that you have is the two, not the first one from the fold. Um, there definitely is uh, much more improvements done on this. The bigger display, the cameras, uh, the uh, obviously the 5G connectivity, but also the uh, the difference in display as far as using 120 hertz refresh rate over what we got last year. There's a lot of things. And then to top it off, guys, stereo speakers, finally. The Z Flip, the first one, did not even have stereo speakers. Um, and I think that's one of those things you want to keep in mind. Uh, but just kind of like to re reiterate, um, just by reinserting my SIM card into this, the phone started to warm up because the 888 is running the modem to update and do a whole bunch of different things. So it is part of the core. So if you really want to be able to save some some battery life, I think the Z Flip 3 uh, 60 hertz with the 4G LTE will give you the best experience plus the longest battery at the same time. Uh, Zach saying, uh, I was actually better... Uh, <laughs> It was actually better for me to order through Samsung uh, over T-Mobile uh, wasn't as good because my phone is about two years old uh, and that was, oh, thanks for answering. Yes, so it depends on the experience. You're right. Uh, your Samsung sometimes maybe even better. 
Uh, depends on if you're able to register ahead of time, you're able to get that extra money. There's a few things that Samsung was able to do for you. I feel like that was a better deal. But uh, when I looked at it up, when I looked it up, I think um, I think at one point I was thinking of trading in one of my LGs. And then I saw the price that Samsung was offering about like 350 bucks, but then uh, T-Mobile was offering about 500. That was primarily the reason why I said, look around and see if there are other options. But yeah, do whatever works best for you. And I feel like, um, yeah, hopefully, they, they, so let's say this. Uh, with the pre-orders, they were originally supposed to come out on the 27th. So we were anticipating to get our devices on the 27th. I got my Z Fold 3 on the 26th, and I thought some people got it even on the 24th. Uh, so depending on how production goes in for them, they may be sending it to you sooner. Uh, but the projected date is still far. Maybe that's the best, uh, the one thing to look at it. Um, let me double check here. Uh, what do you think about the new Moto Edge 2021? Uh, I think I saw Motorola. I didn't have a chance. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't been able to play with any Motorola devices for some time. Um, I like the I like what they're trying to do. I I, I feel like I also want to try the ready for uh, desktop experience that they offer. Uh, but I feel I, I feel like still like Motorola is not not really doing anything to, to basically. Um, I don't know. It's like how to break out from the mold that they're they're basically set themselves in. So. Although it's a great smartphone, we're probably not going to be covering a lot of it. We're not going to hear much about it uh, beyond a certain aspect. And I think that's the biggest concern, the biggest uh, the biggest drawback that's going on. Um, it's like what we saw with HTC. We saw a lot of devices being released, a lot of new, you know, new things being released. And at some point, just coverage is not as much. It's like after a week or so, Motorola devices, for the most part, don't get a much uh, coverage because... It's, it's harder to break back into the market that they used to dominate so much in. I think they're more affordable price point devices. They definitely do much more Android ones of, uh, you know, devices. So it's a little bit hard when they hit uh, some of those high-end flagship devices. So it, it is definitely very nice to see, and I hopefully I'll be able to get my hands on one. And if I do, I'll definitely try to put some coverage for it. But um, it is nice to see that they're still doing devices. Let's just say that. But I want them to include the Ready for feature on more devices. They're limiting it a very to a very select few devices, which for me makes me feel like it's it, you would do much better to provide that to more people than it is for you to to limit it to very expensive phones that typically don't sell as well. You know what I mean? Like it's a feature that you want it to be successful, but you're limiting it to a phone that typically doesn't sell as much as your mid-range and your uh, more affordable uh, brands or models, of course. Uh, speak on I, uh, IBD. Uh, did you get? Oh, okay. I didn't get, see that one there. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, the, oh, the Tom Brown edition of the fold and uh, flip looks nice. Yes, they definitely look very nice. Uh, but aesthetics, realistically, once you put a case on any phone, it really changes. I don't understand the price increase um, so much. I mean, obviously, but the tax that comes with it, because it's a Tom Brown, you're getting the label, you're getting the name recognition. Uh, but it is a very limited, very, very much uh, unique experience for some whoever wants to buy that. Um, I love the fact that they make super expensive models. This is kind of like the Porsche design that we saw with Huawei and then what we see also with Honors. Uh, we used to see with Honor in the past. But the reality of the matter is those devices will sell in very, very small numbers. And even then, for the most part, uh, I don't know if they're truly a good investment. Because if you do buy a phone, let's say the Tom Brown edition, and a year later you want to upgrade. I'm not saying you're going to do that. Or even two years down the road. That $4,000, $3,000 phone will trade in at the same value as the phone that was sold for $1,000 or $1,800. So you have to kind of keep in mind, you're buying these phones to keep. Let's just say that. Uh, is the SD card dead from flagship smartphone uh, other than Sony right now? And unfortunately, yes. Um, uh, with the exception of Sony, no other manufacturer makes flagship devices with an SD card. Um, it's still included in the phone. 
Uh, and it is one of those things I feel like um, LG and Sony were the last two companies that were carrying it. And I really hope that Sony just uh, sticks to their guns and stays with that feature because the reality of the matter is it's a very much a unique feature now. And when you when you deal with a lot of data, when you transfer, when you hold a lot of data on your smartphone, you're using your smartphone as your daily computing powered powerhouse in your pocket. You need to have storage capabilities. There are options on the market that you can use, but nothing still replaces the convenience of having internal storage built into your smartphone, meaning an SD card that you can insert to the phone and you can put uh, your content on it, meaning offload those images and videos and media libraries that you typically don't access all the time from the main storage to the external storage or the expandable storage, allowing your phone to run faster and less bogged down as, as time goes on. The problem with, I feel like, is it. this is now such a feature that is, I think, for the most part, seriously, once Sony drops it, that there's going to be basically that was the end of it. It's almost like the headphone jack. Very few smartphones that are considered flagships even have them. Sony is the only one for the most part. Uh, and I think it's hard to kind of justify not having them. And uh, But like, again... Asus included it in uh, the ROG Phone 5 with a quad DAX, so they brought it back after a year of not having it. So you're you're noticing the, the selection is slim, but it's still there. So we'll have to see how that goes. Um, I like this one. Uh, pe uh, pe pe petition to, re <laughs> to revive this, the SD card slot. I'm absolutely with you. Um, Huawei Porsche design were top top of the line specs wise. Yes, they definitely pushed the the specification. It wasn't exactly the same. Uh, the Tom Brown I'm talking about the Z Flip was primarily what I meant to say is it's uh, it's for the most part a special edition, but it is not that different hardware wise. Uh, where Huawei, you're right, the Porsche design were definitely a different experience. Uh, but what I was also kind of pointing to is that you know brands. It's one of those things I appreciated that brands do provide us a higher experience. Uh, that comment wasn't really relating over to Huawei. It was more to that they re they produced higher end or uh, limited edition models. That's what I was trying to put. Uh, um, I don't understand it why because Samsung sells storage devices. Why can't they make great SD cards? I think they can. Uh, they can do it. Maybe just don't want to. It is pretty much a marketing. I feel. I really feel like it's more of a marketing uh, uh, approach that they're looking into it. Uh, what they did is when they removed the SD card from the S20 series and the S21 uh, Ultra to the from the S21 Ultra, like sorry, the 20 Ultra to the S21 Ultra, they changed their pricing marketing or their market uh, marketing uh, approach to the difference between the 126, the 256, and the 512. The biggest difference is it was 50 bucks to go from a 128, 128 gigabytes of internal storage S21 Ultra to the 256, which I felt like was pretty much a push. They wanted people to spend a little bit more to get the 256. So is it a question of uh, functional things? No, Samsung still makes SD cards. It's not like they don't. They make storage. Uh, that's 90% of there's a whole department that deals with SSD and, and, and fast storage that they can implement here. I truly just feel like they wanted the direction of having no uh, issues or concerns, having to deal with slower memory. And I mean slower, meaning just slower than the internal memory. Internal memory will always be the fastest. SD cards can never really reach the same performance as internal storage. And that's been something that we've dealt with uh, for some time. That was the big reason why Google always said at the beginning when SD cards were everywhere and Pixels were the, or Nexus were the only ones that didn't have it, was that they didn't want to rely on a slower performance or slowing down the system by giving it access to read off of an, uh, a memory that ran at a much slower speed. Internal storage was faster. 
there was also the limitation of the, uh, I think the licensing of the SD card was not done specifically as easy. So removing a feature for a company drops a couple of things. A, paying the, the licensing fee to use it. B, also removes the function of adding the additional hardware for it. Uh, makes you heavily more invested into buying more or higher storage devices since you cannot expand them anymore. So we've lost removable batteries. We've lost removable storage. We've, we're losing the headphone jack. There's a lot of different things going on. Uh, it's really kind of reminding me of that one phone that we saw that had no ports and no buttons. And everything was basically just a display with a phone that charges wirelessly and everything is on the display. So it's, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, but it is very, very much a, a direction change uh, for most uh, companies. Sony, for the most part, is literally holding the fort for everybody right now. Uh, I have the Note 20 Ultra. Uh, I have the Note 20 Ultra. I've never had to use the SD card and I have uh, a lot of high quality videos and pics, uh, well over 100 apps. So, yes, don't get me wrong. Depending on the storage that you get, you may be perfectly fine with what you have. That's not the, the main benefit that we're looking at. It's the function of, and I'll explain this so right now. If you started your phone fresh, that's one way of looking at it. You probably don't have a lot. I typically have, well, let me take that back. There's really not as much about what I do. It's, it's the flexibility and the function of it. When you're using a smartphone, you're using it for its full potential. It's what it can do. Shooting 8K, shooting 4K, 60 frames per second, taking pictures, all of those things are going to work great. If you haven't reached that limit yet, the Note 20 Ultra is barely a year old. The problem is when people start migrating data from one device to the other and transitioning from an older device to a new one. Companies or devices back at certain points used to have SD cards. So people would put their pictures and so on on the SD card and transition it to the new one. Your situation may be a little bit different. I totally agree. It's not exactly the same case for everybody, but the function of having ex expandable storage via the SD card was an option for you to be able to buy a slightly less expensive smartphone and add storage to it as opposed to having to pay the extra premium. And what I mean by this is, that Note 20 Ultra, if you went with the lower end storage on the Note 20 Ultra and then put in a 512 gigs internal store, uh, SD card on there, that was a lot cheaper than buying a 512 gig model of that specific phone, if that makes sense. So those are some of the things that a lot of people did. If you don't need it, then absolutely don't worry. But if you did, those are the things you had the opportunity to kind of leverage. Now you don't have that option. You pretty much, if you want to get the 512, you have to pay whatever Samsung's asking you for. And otherwise, you have to make a decision. That's the main thing. Um, uh, Alfax, assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum, uh, Alfa. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing well. Uh, naam, naam, Habibi. <laughs> uh, Matt. Hey, Matt Tyler's in there, dude. Uh, missed, missed the last few completely due to work. Uh, <laughs> I'm at work again, but I'm popping in and, uh, and just saying hello. Yeah, I hope you're all doing well. Dude, absolutely and very nice. Uh, and I've been, we've been basically going like bat, bat past each other with gaming during this week. Haven't been able to jump on one of his uh, live stream, but hopefully next week. Uh, bought, a Z, bought a Z Flip 3 and loving it. A lot of people are joining you, man. It's a very, very nicely improved device. Uh, let me see here. I think we, we probably want to, <laughs> I, I probably want to jump on uh, and see if we can do the real quick, the, uh, the unboxing. Sony, last flagship. Uh, with almost everything other than uh, a mid-range and a budget phone. You know what? Keep in mind, Sony does release the Xperia 10. I feel like the 10 is really more of their mid-range devices, if you really kind of consider the, the architecture. So the 1 and the 5 are pretty much on the higher echelon there. And then when you go into the 10, uh, they're going to be there. And I'm, I'm hoping for them to release maybe another compact. Um, maybe that will happen. 
but yeah, you're right. Uh, they're not very, um, at least I haven't seen a lot of their releases in that market at London Lauren. They're really focusing on what's their bread and butter and the Xperia 1 and the Xperia 5 and the helicopter above me is going to be the experience that they're shooting for. Um, <laughs> they advertise 8K, but they give you 128 base storage. Uh, really changed, it really changes my opinion. It is. It, it, you're right. It's like saying um, your, 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 uh, <laughs> your car can go 100 miles an hour uh, in five seconds, but then they give you a gas tank that only lasts you 50 miles for the 100 miles. You're right. It, it is one of those things you have to kind of keep in mind. It is it, At the end of the day, um, it, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Let's just say that. Okay, so let's do this, guys. Um, I do want to... <laughs> Matt Tyler's in the chat, man, always. Uh, we have Aditya and Matt as uh, our, 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 obviously, our blessed uh, uh, moderators on the channel as well. Uh, I just use cloud instead of SD. You know what? Actually, you're right. Cloud storage definitely works great as long as you're okay with what they offer. Keep in mind resolution and original or original content and how easy it is to access. It's... I'm. Uh, it may sound like I'm, I'm actually arguing and I'm not trying. I'm just for options. I'm for function and option for consumers so that you have a better solution at the end of the day. Um, Samsung, uh, sorry, not Samsung. Google did a big change this year, which uh, for the most part, if you if you use cloud storage with Google and you use their free service, you're realizing that they're no longer backing up at original quality. It is at high quality or HD quality, which means if you shot that 4K video, it is at 1080p backed up. If you shot that 8K video, it's uploaded again at 1080p. Not that there's an issue there, but if you intended to shoot an 8K video and you shot a 4K 60 frames per second video and you're leveraging cloud storage, just make sure that you have the right service. And of course, uh, if there are any charges, of course, or anything that goes on with that as well. Uh, yeah, <laughs> grounded tech, here, here, man. Yes, Matt Tyler, a Call of Duty god, man. Not a pro, he's a god. Uh, when it when it comes down to it, it is one of those crazy crazy things. Okay, guys, um, I do want to I do want to do this uh, unboxing of these cases again. Spigen absolutely blowing it out of the water. I am going to hydrate. Where we shot one straight hour of <laughs> me not even trying to drink water. Hmm. Android. Oh man, I love that one. Okay, hold on, we got to see this one as well. <laughs> Android equals options. Apple not so much. It is a very much, uh, that is a very true statement. That's one of the biggest reasons why at the beginning, when I first started looking, when I was when I was leaving Symbian, when I'm leaving uh, BlackBerry OS, my first generation started working with Android per se around the Nexus one, um, was because I started to look at what, what, what did my iPhone 3, I think was it 3 or the 3GS was it capable of doing and what I was able to do with Android. The, the customization levels, the, the launcher options, the different apps, the ecosystem, the, uh, just overall, for me, I look at Android as the truly maverick of all systems. You could do and customize Android to run exactly the way you want it on, on any device that you pick up, with the exception of a few that don't let you change launchers and so on. But it is one of the reasons why I love it. Okay. So um, <laughs> let's do it real quick. So we're going to switch over to the top-down camera. And just to kind of reference here is the Z Flip 3, sorry, the Z Fold 3. And of course, ah, did not know this. There is a little bit of magnet. There's a magnet right here. I did not know that. That's interesting. Okay, anyways. So the Z Flip 3 is sitting right here. This is the case uh, that I got. I'm going to go ahead and start the recording. Uh, whoa, whoa. Okay. 
and I want to take this part out. So here, the case that we got directly from Spigen, very, very nice. We're going to open it up. And of course, the first comment we see here says, we got you. Uh, I got a really nice card here from one of their guys. It says, hey, Tarek, as you guys know, T my, my name. Um, hope all is well. Uh, excited to share with you the newest collection for the Z Fold 3 and the Z Flip 3. Let us know what you think. Stay safe. Of course, Spigen, uh, Spigen World, or that's their uh, comment there. Of course, they sent a very nice card there. Um, and I did not realize that there was a Team Spigen uh, kind of thing going on. So we got there. We got you twice. Got you. We got you. Let's go ahead and open it up. Very nice. And here we are. A massive, massive collection. So we got this one. This is the Z Fold 3 uh, Thin Fit. We have the Z Fold 3 Tough Armor. This is even better. One of their cases as well. The last one is, uh, oh, here it is, the Slim Armor Pro. Now, I'm noticing that all of them have protection for the hinge, which is a big difference in some of the other cases that I've covered. Uh, we also have here a couple of cases for the Z Flip. So there's this one, and I think this one is the Tough Armor. And then there's the Thin Fit. Again, designed for the Z. Oh, wait, there's one more case. Let me double check here. Uh, and then this one is the ultra hybrid one made specifically for the Z Fold 3. So it looks like they gave us uh, four cases for the Z Fold 3 and two for the Z Flip. Let's go ahead and put the box away. And let me know in the comments, actually, uh, which one do you guys want to see first? I don't know if we want to open up every single one of them. Uh, but I'm definitely, I definitely want to check out the Slim Armor Pro because I think that's one of the ones I always appreciated more. So for sure, I'm going to do this one. Uh, but let me know in the comments which one do you guys want to open up to the other one. So here, take the case out. Very easy. Uh, I like the fact that they include the adhesive. So you do get the adhesive pieces. And, and I don't know how, but I can't. So they explain to you how to put the case and how to put in or apply the adhesive to the different spots. But for now, we're actually going to be trying them on the, trying different cases. So I'm not going to put all of the adhesives on. There are some pads here that you are able to basically provide better grip. There are some adhesive already pre-applied. You can see them on all the different sides or on the top on the side. Again, this is made specifically for the Z Fold 3. So one thing to keep in mind, the protector that we have on the Z Fold 3 does tend to peel. Not the glass protector that you can install from Whitestone, but it does tend to peel. So I'm going to put that in here. So I clamped it on the top first, and then we're going to snap it down. Then it goes in there, and then we'll put this one here. Let's see what we can do to the end. Snap, snap, and, and voila. Here we are. Spigen, this one is okay. Okay, let me double check. So yes, this is the Slim Armor Pro. Very nice, very slim. It doesn't add a lot of thickness to it. Uh, obviously, you need to remove the adhesives first. Uh, it does provide a little bit of a lip to actually make it better to open up the fold. So when you're opening up, it does come up. Uh, keep in mind, obviously, the adhesive will stop it from peeling. This The reason why you saw this coming up right this is because I didn't actually use the adhesive on it. So closing it, very nice, very slim. Very, very good. And then there is a protection. It's a little bit raised when it comes down to the camera sensors. This does open up, but you want to keep in mind is this is intended to be that way so that when you open it in this form, and of course it's sitting, this becomes a little bit of a better grip for you. So you're holding the phone more like this. It does wobble when it's on the table, but if you end up using flex mode, it also kind of protects it because it raises the backside on, on the phone. So it definitely looks really nice, very easy to install. And of course, full configuration, you can access it. Uh, you can basically, I haven't set up Samsung Pay on this one yet. So again, this one is the Slim Armor Pro. Let's do this real quick here. I'm going to put this one on the side. Let me bring one out here. Do we have a something similar? Z Flip, uh, Tough Armor, Thin Fit. Let's go with the Tough Armor. Let's see if we can, and here we are. So Tough Armor, 
similar. And I'm gonna actually make a full video on this. I didn't. I don't want to have you guys obviously uh, just wait with me to to do a case review on everything. Uh, but sure, here. So this one actually is a two piece. There is an adhesive, one here, one there, and they do say the word remove. So obviously you're supposed to remove it. And uh, there is seems like it's a cover. Okay, so there's more adhesive on the side as well as on the top. But what I like about it is it does provide that hinge protection. That's one of those things you always want to protect on your smartphone, especially foldables. So for this one, you just you have to clamp it on one side. You go in from the easier one, the thicker part, and you clip the one, two, and then here. You just slide it in. And at this point, the phone is perfectly flat when you put it on the table. But then when you close it, you get that nice protection on the side. So you get the functional options here. It does cover everything. There's a little bit of a lip. You can see the dual tone, the camera, the display. Obviously, it still works perfectly fine. You can swipe. You can do whatever you want. And of course, when you open it, you have a much more ruggedized case experience here. And you can, of course, access the buttons and everything. Nothing is covered there. Flipping it, closing it in one hand looks really good. So you're getting really good, very good cases directly from Spigen. Uh, one thing to keep in mind, there's links for all of these, obviously, in the description below to be able to check them out. But I want to say thank you very much to Spigen for not only hooking it up with an amazing gang 45-watt charger that supports Samsung devices with wireless, but of course, some kick-ass cases. And a video for that will be coming out very soon on the channel, of course. Okay, so hope you guys enjoyed that one. Um, again, one of those, <laughs> one of the really nice ones as well. Let me see here. I think I may have been missing some more comments, uh, but let's jump real quick. Oh, hey, Sam is in there. Hope Sam, hey, Sam, hope you're doing well, man. Aditya is in there, Ground Attack. Uh, Geeky Nassim got, got in a, a little bit later, man. No, hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Um, so Russ is, okay, so I like that one. <laughs> Uh, so Russ is saying, uh, tough armor for me, and the VRS one looks uh, feels the best, and they're the most rugged. Absolutely. Um, actually, VRS has been kicking it out of the park this uh, this year when it comes down to their designs. Um, the, the cases not only are very nice, they're functional, but they have the option of having a, having a kickstand for them, which I feel like it was even better. Um, even on the Z Flip, they and I realize a lot of people were like, but TK, it has a built-in kickstand naturally. But the Z Flip with the kickstand from VRS makes it so much nicer because you can actually tie of, uh, set it up even higher on the configuration. And if, let's say, you're using the front-facing camera, you now have a much better angle than having it sitting down. You can actually almost have it all the way opened up. Um, I, every time I hold a phone like this, it kind of uh, still kills me. Um, I don't know if you guys realize this, but a lot of the younger generations now don't use phones from like the way we use them. Like They don't actually hold the phone to the ear. Um, they'll actually hold it more on speakerphone because they're used to having the ability of doing video calls or just doing like, you know, phone calls on speakerphones. So um, on the week, I think was it on Friday, we were walking and I gave my son my phone to talk and then he would put the, start the conversation this way and then finish up the conversation holding the phone like this as if there's a video. So anyways, a uh, little bit of uh, generational differences there, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, for, for sure. Uh, also, Anchor with their with their Nano 2 uh, with the 65 watt. Yes. So Anchor uh, Anchor and Spigen both make really good chargers. And Anchor actually makes really good chargers uh, when it comes down to basically like third-party uh, chargers that you can get for your Z Fold or your Z Flip. Sorry about that. Um, Sam, uh, <laughs> Sam, Sam is jumping in. I'm waiting for the UAG Fold 3 cases to come back in stock. Uh, there's been a lot of shortage. A lot of people that picked up their Fold and their, and their Z Flip are picking up a lot of cases. And it's literally one of those things like it's uh, the, the initial wave of picking up cases. 
Spigen cases, um, currently, if I'm not mistaken, are available on Amazon. When I was at least putting the links in the description, uh, most of the cases were available to order. Um, I like Tough Armor. I love UAG. I actually have, uh, I'll specifically say this, uh, it's because I'm using UAG on my uh, S21 Ultra. I mean, actually, I am a big fan of UAG cases. Uh, for foldables, for some reason, I've stuck with uh, Spigen, even like I said, with the Z Fold 2, uh, even coming over to this one, because of the hinge mechanism. And I feel like this one, just that feel when you're opening it up, sorry, let's put that back. When you're opening and holding it like this, that little grip on the back just makes it so much more secure than having to hold it like this. You know what I mean? Like when you're holding the phone, you have something to put your finger and this piece is connected to the top. It's not connecting to this one. So when I'm holding here, it's actually pulling from this end. So again, one-handed operation on the Z Fold, much, much easier. Um, and let me show you guys what it looks like on the back. So here, it, it's a much better hinge and a much better grip when you're holding it like this. When you hold it like that, oops, almost dropped here. So you hold it like this and you hold it in that form, it just, again, it provides that grip that you want. Uh, sorry, I was trying to like do a flip and up in different situations, but I'm with you, Sam. Hopefully hopefully they'll, they'll come back in stock very soon. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of, uh, speaking Dan, how was the movie, man? I didn't see, I didn't catch the comment after, I saw your, your tweet. Uh, saying that you were about to sit down and watch um, the uh, the new Marvel movie, and I don't I don't know if I saw another update after that. <laughs> the carbon fiber UAG looks dope. Yes, yes, UAG seriously. Um, and actually, I do have a UAG case. I did the video on the cases for the Z Flip, and then I did have a, a UAG case that looks really nice on the Z Flip as well. It's definitely more of the ruggedized cases. These are rugged cases. Just keep in mind, they're definitely uh, they provide. There is a little bit of a thickness that is added to the phone, very minimal, but uh, it is actually a two two material. There's the hard plastic. Hopefully you guys can hear that. And then there's the rubber plastic that's actually closer to the phone. They they do protect the phones, but I, I, I always want a case that protects the hinge. I feel like this is very um, much a necessity on any case that you pick up. If it doesn't protect the hinge, because if your phone drops, which I mean, I hate to kind of, well, so I saw a tweet from from Coach. If you guys follow Coach over on Twitter, uh, and uh, he dropped his Z Fold three, and it ended up landing on uh, the front part of the display on the Z Fold three, uh, and it scratched around the glass protector, uh, the plastic protector that was included. Um, I also saw some other people that are dropping it. Again, these are devices that need to be protected, especially if they're falling. And if you don't have a case that protects this mechanism, this area in here, although it is ruggedized, it definitely needs the protection. And, and if you are going to be using it, obviously remove these adhesive pieces clean up the phone, put them on, make sure that it sits correctly and it ties up so that in case of a fall, your device is protected. They're definitely more ruggedized as far as a smartphone. I think with both of the people that I saw that dropped their phones, uh, neither one of them had a phone that was broken. It was more just a scratch or a scuff on the phone. Let's see what we have here. Oh, Chen Xi. Okay, here it is. Okay, so let's see what it said. Chen Xi was really good, actually. Uh, I don't know what, to, I didn't know what to expect. Good, fun, and different. Uh, okay, I'm glad that you, uh, I'm glad... <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, I'm glad that you enjoyed that movie. Uh, Tika does. <laughs> That's a really, thank you, Dominic. Appreciate it. Um, yes. So I'm glad that you enjoyed Chenti. Uh, and I actually, hopefully we'll be able to see it once it becomes available. It's a little bit more online, uh, version. Uh, last night we watched, um, Snake Eyes, the, the GI Joe movie. It was an early premiere access for the house. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with that movie. Uh, I, I would probably say, um, it definitely, uh, 
I, I don't want to spoil it or anything. I'll just say this. I, I went into the movie expecting a very similar experience to what the Marvel movie cinematic movie uh, universe was. This is very much a G.I. Joe continuation of story and origin story for, for Snake Eyes. So just going with that situation, uh, the reviews on it are kind of mixed. Uh, I probably would say it was okay. Not not one of the best G.I. Joe movies I've, I would have seen before. Uh, but again, it depends on your personal preference. You may find the movie more interesting uh, than w- the way I found it. If you're going to pick, if you're going to end up watching it at some point, uh, when it becomes a little bit more affordable, I feel like. Um, uh, let me see here real quick. Uh, da, da, da. Anyone know what's the best cases uh, that that were they're on for OnePlus phones uh, on the Buds Plus in the Buds Plus video? Okay. Uh, so the case, just for everybody's reference, um, the one my OnePlus Nine has a case that was made by OnePlus. I don't know if it's not sold internationally. It is a case that's only sold uh, by OnePlus, which has that little robot on the back of it, and that's the reason why a lot of people always ask, like, where did you get it? How did I? Where do you get that from? Unfortunately, it's not available on any of their sites, and I don't even know if it's still available on their their own site. Uh, and it was a case at, at the launch event when I when uh, OnePlus sent me the reviewers kit. I realized that this wasn't one part of their cases, but I saw the case and I felt like this is such a cool case. I needed to pick it up. So I bought that one after, and then shortly after, there was a shortage of it. So it's it's one of those cases. It's an original OnePlus case. Uh, more than likely, if it's available in your area or in your region, it's going to be on the OnePlus store. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, Zach's yeah, saying, yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed in the color options uh, for cases right now. I'm hoping to have more options. I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't know why. Like, don't get me wrong. I purposely, purposely, and I'll say this again, I purposely per- picked up the Z Fold, or sorry, the Z Flip in purple because I wanted to enjoy the color. Now, I love having rugged cases, but I also love having clear cases. And I don't think the other case is a clear case. No, it's also a color. I mean, there's no question. If you want to protect your phone, these are going to be some of the better options on the market. Color options, I would have hoped to maybe have a little bit more, maybe release them in the same color scheme as the Z Flip and the Z Fold so that you at least have a way of customizing and keeping the color scheme on there. Um, Although what I would probably end up saying is at the end of the day, I would still prefer protection over aesthetics. So if this is the option they have right now, I need to put something on my phone in case this thing slides. And just keep in mind, the difference between the Z Flip 3 and the Z Fold 3 difference, at least this year, is that the Z Flip is a slip and slide smartphone. The glass on the back, where we don't have that on the Z Fold anymore, like last year was a little bit more uh, glass. This year, this one, when it sits on the table, it's very slippery, especially if your table is not well leveled. And it's, let's say it's a hard table or so on. You can literally put it on and see the phone slide ever so gently. You don't want that. You want a case that protects it. And right now, I feel like these are the cases that do the best job. Uh, but I'm with you. Uh, I prefer like a clear case or something that protects the phone and still looks good. Or it allows us to actually enjoy the color that we picked. Um, Russ, uh, what sorry, TK, what smartphone flip folio uh, case um, do you recommend um, that is rugged? Example for the S21 Ultra. So right now, I'll probably say um, VRS does make some really good one, but Spigen and uh, UAG are the, some of the best options. Uh, as far as cases, especially when you say folio, I, uh, the one thing I would probably say that that by definition, there's a there's a lack of closure on the outside. The moment you have a case, uh, a case that opens up as a folio, that means the front cover is always going to flap, and that's not going to give you the best protection. So for best protection situation, glass protector on the front and uh, a UAG or, UAG or a Spigen um, case, like a tough armor or something like that that protects the phone. Again, the case that I've ro- that I've rocked the S21 literally after after doing all the case reviews, this is pretty much the case that stuck on it, and it's because it's one of those best ones. I have a, a glass protector from Whitestone Dome Glass. I've dropped this 
six or seven times. Every time I look at it, the phone is great. There's no problems. Uh, and I also have the glass protector, by the way, for the lenses in the back. I don't know if you guys could see that. There's actually a glass protector from Whitestone that not only covers the front, but they also sell a kit that also includes a cover. I'll do that here, right there. Protects the device. Looks really good. So I definitely would, would go with those for, for anybody looking at them in that sense. Um, let me see here. Uh, okay, so oh, thank you, Aditi. I didn't realize the, the question. Hold on, Nathan, anyone knows uh, the cases that we use? Oh, okay, I think we already kind of covered that one. Sorry, I'll, I'll jump back real quick. Oops, and I just jumped 6,000 comments to the end. Uh, I like the Spigen Neo Hybrid, Greg's mentioning uh, as well. Russ, oh, anytime, man. Uh, Dominic, da, da, da. let me see what I think. I think expect that. Oh, Spec has a clear case. Okay, no, good, good to know. Good to know. Appreciate that. I didn't know that they had one in there as well. Uh, I know people that. Ah, uh... <laughs> oh, crap. Okay, Dan's like, I think I know people don't like spoilers, but <laughs> but there were there were ten rings in it. Uh, that. Yeah. Okay. You, you got me there. No, I, I think, um, I think for that movie, the reason why I'm, I'm really liking it, it's not only because it's part of the Marvel universe, cinematic universe, but it is, uh, pretty much that whole father son kind of, uh, turmoil kind of experience is what they're going with. And I feel like that's the biggest reason I'm not spoiling to anybody. Obviously this is part of this, the trailer for, for the movie, you know, that this is something between him and his dad and how they were kind of going at it. Uh, of course, uh, it is one of those things I appreciate very much uh, how we are we are starting to have more movies, but I am also appreciating the fact that we have more selection and more ways to watch movies. I really want the early access feature to stay and to stay as something that we can move forward with, uh, regardless of, of basically being released on, uh, you know, the whole Disney situation going on between, you know, for the Scarlett Johansson situation with the, the, uh, the where Disney and releasing the movie on Disney Plus and Premiere Access. We've learned many things from the current situation is that people want options. And then studios now have the flexibility of being able to reach more consumers at launch than previously available. Make it still available for movies or in the theaters at initial launch, but bring it into early access very shortly after, even though it's a little bit more expensive, it still replaces the uh, having to wait so long for it to come out on rental or purchasing it. And it also makes it so much easier for people to enjoy content on seriously on their systems, the, the money on the, the systems that they've spent to have on nice TVs and so on at home, you can enjoy that content there. I don't have a problem there with it. And I hope that it becomes something more, uh, that, that, that feature doesn't go away after at the end of 2021. Uh, Halder is saying love from Saudi Arabia. Hope you're doing well. Uh, I love it. So there's a big, okay. So the, the fact of the, the, the multicultural um, presence in the live stream or even just in, on the channel. Um, I mean, we're talking from people and we have some people from India, from Europe, Northern Europe, in the US, East Coast, West Coast, uh, Middle East, uh, going all the way around the world. And that's the beauty of the live stream. And that's the reason why I love just doing this, hanging out with you guys, chit-chatting, answering questions, talking about foldables, talking about smartphones. Um, and I'll have to say this. I'll give you guys a little bit of a teaser on, on the stuff that's going to come out next week. Uh, I don't think it'll be a big surprise to anybody if I said that the Z Fold 3 is going to be my choice. I'm probably going to be sticking with the Z Fold 3 over the Z Flip. And I'll preface it that by saying there's nothing wrong with the Z Flip. I just don't think that that phone was made for me. I think that design for the phone and what it does are great for whomever values those features. But for me, when I look at it at the end of the day, I need a powerhouse and I need, 
I realize the Z Fold 3 has some compromises when it comes down to the cameras. They're not the best. They're okay. Um, but at the end of the day, when I look at it as a powerhouse, I want to be able to do way more than I do with my S21 Ultra. Because if I look at it as a smartphone, the Z Flip is convenient with the flipping uh, configuration and the aesthetics that we get with that. But at the end of the day, there are some key features missing from it that I really need, uh, specifically DeX, specifically the ability of using mirroring on this device, uh, also the ability of actually having a bigger display. The whole purpose of a folding phone is to get a bigger display over your standard phone, which again is what we do with the Z Fold and what we get with it. The Z Flip still is for the most part reaching back to the standard form that we have and for me, unfortunately, right now, it's not that's not what I'm looking for, but definitely understand. And I would recommend it for anybody that's looking for those type of features uh, in a foldable smartphone. I think the Z Flip is going to be moving Samsung into a very different category in the, at the end of the year. They're going to outsell any other company when it comes down to foldable. But not only that, they're going to help the market bring down the pricing of foldable smartphones uh, where we haven't been able to see that before. I think Motorola will not be able to stay in the game of foldables if they stay at the price point where they are for their folding uh, for the uh, for the razor i think they're going to need to bring it down a little bit more provide more affordable options to be to be able to stay competitive in the market right now um, within the first generation the z flip the z flip 5g and then of course the motorola razor we saw some improvements the z flip 3 took that to the next level and Seriously, with a decent experience, with a decent trade-in, you can get this down almost down to a 500 bucks, 600 bucks for a foldable smartphone. It's crazy. It is crazy. And I'm really happy to see what Samsung is doing with that, of course. Um, okay, so Jason had a good question. So Jason uh, um Curcio, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. I heard, I heard that removing the factory, uh, the factory screen protector on the Z Fold 3 will void the warranty uh, uh, for us. Is that true? So... According to the according to the instruction, at least when you first put in that, yes, the Samsung does say do not remove it unless you're able to replace it with something that is supported by them. It doesn't actually re, uh, basically um, void the warranty. The warranty on the screen itself, because you are able to peel the screen protector off, as long as you're not doing something bad enough to damage the internal display, it doesn't affect the device. The screen itself goes all the way to the edges and it is under the clips on the outside part of the display. It's not easy to remove uh, that, that screen off to damage it. Uh, I've seen many videos being able to remove the screen protector and apply new ones. That's something you should be able to do. The question would be is uh, what, what you are comfortable with. If you are comfortable doing it yourself, sorry, um, there are options, like I said, like, uh, um, sorry, what is it called? Uh, Whitestone Dome Glass with their silk glass protector, the silk flexible protector that they have for it. I think those are some options you can. Um, the external display, of course, and the lenses are there. Those are fair game. There's no real question. So the same way you can change your glass protector on a screen protector on the external display, you should be able to do it on the internal one. Although I would also be just very careful on when you're doing it. So if you're not comfortable doing it, obviously take it into a Samsung store. They'll install a brand new one from them. Or if you are comfortable using the kit, which the Whitestone one is very inclusive of everything you need to install it, uh, I think that you have some options in there. It does not void the warranty because as long as you don't damage the display, your device is still covered. If, if you know, if you know, again, the replacement or the the damage on the screen protector is never covered. So that screen protector isn't covered. If you damage that screen protector, Samsung is not going to replace it for you. You need to buy another one. So that's if you think of it in that in that in that aspect. If it is not covered by the warranty and you're needing to replace it, you mean you have to pay for it separately. Therefore, it is up to you to be able to replace it. Um, again, I've seen many people do it even on the Z Fold Two. Let me see here. Oops, I think I jumped all the way down to the bottom again. Uh, da, 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 let me see here. 
watching the stream from uh, TK. <laughs> dude, uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Dan. I, I appreciate it, dude. Always, always appreciate it. Um, you want more productivity, kids, so the fold makes more sense. Yeah, no. And again, it's one of those things I, I, I feel like it needs to do more than where I'm coming from. I don't feel... Uh, it, it cannot be something that barely meets what I was there with some minor compromises. I appreciate it. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I appreciate it, but I've dropped my uh, S21 Ultra again, six to seven times, and I needed a good case on it. I feel like for some reason in my mind, the Z Fold will probably carry more. And from watching other people's uh, comments on Twitter and so on that have dropped their phones, they're holding up much better. Uh, and I think we'll have to see how this one actually holds up. It's a it's a very nice phone, very much an, a big improvement over last year. And this is going to change the way we look at foldables by the end of the year. And by come next year, this is going to bring even more foldables to the market. And I think that's where it's going to get more exciting. It's when we start seeing other companies jump in. I want to see Oppo jump in here. I want to see OnePlus. I want to see Pixel smartphones that are foldables. I want to see more companies pushing this technology because at the end of the day, we need to have options. And at the, if we don't get them from our companies, this is basically where they're they're limiting us. Samsung is pushing the technology here. And I really like it. Like I said, I'm really happy with what they do. Uh, da, da, da. Let me see here real quick. Uh, uh, okay. So as Jason's asking is, do you think Whitestone is better or is it worth changing it? I don't think it's worth changing it. So here's the difference. I think Whitestone's providing you an option to replace the existing screen protector in case that screen protector gets damaged or something goes wrong with it. And that's the biggest thing about it. I don't think you should go and replace it because out of the box, this one actually is very nice. Again, the material here on the glass protector or the protector that we have from Samsung really is a much better solution than what we had last year with the Z Fold 2. Uh, the Z Fold 2's biggest concern for me is after about a few months, you start feeling the, the mugginess. It's uh, It becomes not as smooth to, to, to basically, because again, we are using this as a touch interface. You start feeling the texture on the, on the phone. It feels very different than a regular smartphone. This one actually out of the box, again, feels so much better. And if it does end up getting damaged, the one made by specifically by uh, Whitestone feels very close to that same texture response. So when you get your phone and if you want to replace it with something that feels very close to it, I feel like Whitestone does the job. Uh, and they actually have been in the business for quite some time. This is not something that they just started into. But Whitestone's been making uh, you know glass protectors and coverage uh, protection uh, for a lot of smartphone, uh, smartphones out there. Uh, and I like their solutions because it's easy to replace if you have to replace it. And in that kit, they also include the removal kit in case you want to replace it with another piece uh, of glass protector down the road. It's intended to be more functional like a regular smartphone for us. But I wouldn't go out of the box to replace it unless you need it. Or unless you want to make a video like, I was, uh, like I'm going to do. Uh, can you... Uh, DR, I appreciate you commenting on the channel, man. I hope you're doing well. Uh... Let me see here. I think I may be missing some comments. Oh my God. I Okay. Dan, Dan is hitting it. Okay. Aditya, if you don't watch it, man, Dan may be, may be, may be gunning, gunning for the, uh, for the uh, best, best feedback, respond back on the, um, Oh, here. Okay. So, uh, so here, uh, Phineas is Phineas Tang saying is I've been using Whitestone on my Note 10 plus I love the brand. Uh, think about installing it. Uh, but, but I, but I'm worried obviously, uh, that the phone screen might be damaged, uh, when, when you need to remove the Whitestone. So 
the installation, so the way you remove the original one by peeling it is exactly the same situation. It's not a heavy piece of, uh, uh, I guess I would say, the material is very similar. The aspect ratio is exactly the same. Installation is very much the same. Uh, but I am with you. I understand what you mean. It's like you're thinking is like, if I'm removing the white stone later on, how do I fix it? The reality is you're not going to be doing this so often that there's going to be uh, a stress on the glass in a consistent timing, right? You're probably going to do it once and then for a while, maybe months or you know whatever goes on for a while. And if you do want to change it again, there shouldn't be a big concern. It, the, the issue would be is if you're replacing the glass or that the uh, material too close to each other, then you could be concerned a lot more. So I don't really feel that this is a big issue. Uh, Samsung's built quality on the Z Flip 3, sorry, the Z Fold 3 and the Flip 3 are definitely very much close to what they did last year, where the glass or the actual display goes all the way to the edge of the phone, and then they have, they've enca encapsulated it with an edge area. So you're never actually going to be peeling at the at the level where it's at the edge of that display. The display actually goes further than what we see uh, from the device. So it actually goes all the way. I'll see this here. This is going to keep peeling because uh, I don't have it uh, set up correctly. But it actually goes all the way beyond what we see on the display. So I don't. I, hopefully that I'm hoping that makes sense. Uh, but I, again, at the end of the day, I would probably say is if you're not comfortable doing it yourself, Samsung does offer this as a service in their local stores. So you should be able to do that with them as well. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, here. Okay, this is a good one. So Aditya is jumping in with uh, TK. Are you using the, pl uh, the planner magnetics and the THX Onyx with the Z Flip 3? Um, I haven't. No. Uh, unfortunately, I've been actually using it with the Z Fold 3 mostly. Um, I think it, the overall experience is pretty much the same. The, the THX Onyx with the planner magnetics are going to sound great as long as you're using the right hardware. Uh, and I mean that basically by saying the THX Onyx. Uh, I was actually able to get a really good sounding experience even when I was using it with the N10 and the N100 or the N200 from OnePlus. They're very much budget smartphones, low power processors, but the experience is pretty much great because 90% of the heavy lifting is done on the THX Onyx, not on the smartphone. So you are always going to be appreciating it there. Uh, what I would probably say, though, that where the Z Flip does provide us a better experience is because it is a much smaller phone, it kind of drops further down in your pocket where the THX Onyx sits right above it. And you're able to have, uh, it wouldn't have to basically have the uh, the THX Onyx dangling out of the pocket, which is what I end up dealing with most of the time. Uh, but I think, yeah, no, uh, it would work perfectly fine here. Uh, I, I like it. And it's a challenge that I currently have running right now with Juan Carlos. We posted our our list of songs that we were going to be comparing between the two of us. And I think we had some help from Jeff also El Jefe reviews on Thursday. Uh, and we're going to be kind of culminating it hopefully next Friday with our best of our week. Um, we're, we're shooting to do another in person. Uh, ta -ta -ta. Oh, here. Dan's uh, jumping in. Um, I really hope that the screen fingerprint uh, reader uh, on the Pixel 6 is good. Uh, I hate it when uh, I hate it on the S10 Plus. Uh, not sure how much better uh, they could uh, they could do. I've gotten better since then. So there's a couple of things to keep in mind. Um, Samsung uses Qualcomm technology, and the the fingerprint sensor that we have on the S21 Ultra is way better. It's Gen 2 version of the fingerprint sensor that Qualcomm actually announced around the 865 launch event, but we didn't see an 865 launching with that. So I don't think they're obviously going to be using Qualcomm technology for the fingerprint sensor, but fingerprint sensors have gotten so much better. Uh, either optical or um, IR, you're not going to have a big problem there. They're definitely much better than what we saw with the S10 series back when they were when we started to see them more uh, becoming uh, commonly available on devices. Uh, so even OnePlus devices, Oppo, uh, you know, Xiaomi, all of the ones that are supporting in-display uh, fingerprint sensor are definitely doing better. 
we'll have to see what, what Google does with their side, because for the most part, we are looking at a brand new SOC, the display technology, the fingerprint sensor. Could they be using Qualcomm Gen 2? I hope they do. It's a much bigger sensor and much uh, faster at unlocking your device and better, more secure, uh, but we'll have to see. You're right. Okay. Uh, please, please. Uh, by the way, um, Ahmed, salam alaikum. Ahmed Tariq, ahlan, ahlan, ahlan. Uh, the man after my heart, Ahmed Tariq. His last name is my first name. Uh, <laughs> so I uh, definitely very much. Uh, let me see the best of our yes. Uh, so if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, it, uh, make sure please to check it out. It's on YouTube as well as on Twitch. Uh, the best of our week. Uh, it's a, a co-hosted podcast. It's run every week on Thursday night uh, and on Friday mornings whenever we do them in person. Uh, and essentially, it's a way for us to kind of have a uh, a quick, not a quick, but like talking about the best of our technology. And it's a co-hosted uh, live stream with my buddy Juan Carlos and myself. Uh, and of course, uh, Monday morning he does his SGGQA, which is his live stream, and I typically do it on saturdays so between between he and i we kind of cover the whole week <laughs> realistically uh always always um yeah so <laughs> then then always end up the, the the timing for our videos for the best of our week always ends up being a, a weird time for the uk for our uk folks or european uh because it's uh really early in the morning for them we're typically like right now it's kind of a little bit later in the afternoon they're about eight hours ahead of us uh at least for me where i am so it, i i totally i totally get it and i'm, I'm with you Surprisingly, Samsung uses ultrasonic. Yeah, the ultrasonic fingerprint sensor as opposed to optical. Most of them are optical. I think Russ is right. I think that's what I was trying to say. Uh, the ultrasonic ones are definitely going to work a lot better, but the Gen 2 from, from Qualcomm is definitely a much bigger, a better improvement. Um, so we are about that time. I didn't realize it was around already an hour 36. Um, we are hitting about that time where uh, if you guys... Uh, uh, if you guys, as you guys probably know, if you're watching the show or if you're new to the show, uh, this is the time of the show where we get into the TKception. Um, and you may be wondering what is TKception. I promise it will uh, it will be very clear in a very small amount of time. Uh, but if you don't mind, in the comments, if you guys uh, would love to be able to see and uh, feature some of your comments on the channel, of course, uh, dropping down some TKception things, and you'll start seeing them in the comments as well from some of the other guys in the chat. Uh, Dominic Juan, uh, <laughs> it's nighttime in Europe for us now. Yes, no, no, uh, I, I, absolutely. Uh, Dominic is uh, letting me know. Uh, it is about, uh, what is it called? It's 1208. So yeah, by definition, it's already evening time in the UK or in Europe, most of Europe, actually. In the UK, it's about eight o'clock. And then of course, as you go further out, it gets even later and later in the evening. Uh, for everybody hanging out with us here, of course, either from be it from Saudi Arabia, Europe, India, the US, East Coast, West Coast, anywhere you are, I appreciate you. And I really appreciate you hanging out with us on, uh, on the Saturdays, kicking it with us. It is the reason why I love doing the show. And I really appreciate having you guys hanging out with me. Um, thanks again, of course, to Spigen for hooking it up absolutely out of the water there with the best cases uh, that I can get for anything, especially when it comes down to ruggedized cases. I am going to be putting out a video for them specifically, so you guys will definitely have a more dedicated video for that. Uh, and then, of course, I'll, I'll try to make some uh, highlights or maybe showcase some of my favorite. They had four cases for the fold and three, uh, two cases for the flip. We'll have to make sure to keep those guys, uh, you know, showing there for you guys. Um, but yeah, for, with that being said, this week has been very much a, 
we, there was a little bit of a hiccup with YouTube uh, uploading with the validation process. There was a lot of people that are impacted by that on Thursday. Uh, I was hoping to push the uh, the uh, Galaxy Watch video on Thursday, but that didn't work out. So it ended up coming out yesterday. On, and then, of course, there'll be another video that I need to push out tomorrow. Uh, the biggest thing I would probably say is the fold and the flip are very much a um, a very unique experience. I don't think a lot of people are going to go for them, but for people that appreciate the technology and what it offers us, we'll definitely, uh, you know, there's going to be now two camps in this situation. The fold that provide us basically the best of the best that Samsung has to offer when it comes down to technology, S Pen functionality, foldable technology, and of course, just overall out there. Since we don't have a note, the Z Fold 2, it's the Z Fold 3 uh, with S Pen support is definitely going to be the next level uh, experience. The Z Flip, I think, takes everything that we loved about the Z Flip from last year and provides us a really good experience. It is still very much a, a reliant experience, meaning you do have to open it to do 90% of what you need to do. Although the functions of you, the things that you can do with the outside now are a lot better, not better, better, bigger, more functional. And we have a lot more uh, horsepower under the hood here that definitely makes this uh, a very much an enjoyable experience. It's not for everybody, and I'll say that because of the form factor, but it definitely is for anybody that enjoys it or uh, um, basically admires the features that the Z Flip has, you're not going to be disappointed. And the price point starting under $1,000, even lower than that with a trade-in or even some specials uh, available directly from companies, there's no question you're definitely going to be getting some of the best experiences there. So let me do this real quick. I think I saw somebody here. Let me take uh, Dominic and we're going to highlight. So here's Dan, our grounded tech, uh, uh, Guys TV. <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying that. But yes, uh, Dan from Grounded Tech. Let's go ahead and do our TK section. So if you're new to the channel, this is pretty much how we do it. <laughs> always, always appreciated. Uh, a little bit of an inception inside of a show. It happened as a coincidence, uh, as a very... Um, it happened by accident when the, when the show was launched last year, and um, it's been part of the show every single time. We like to sh show it, and we like to highlight people in the, sh in, the sh in the comments. So, of course, thank you very much to Dan Grounded Tech, as always. Uh, uh, Phineas is, of course, thank you very much for hanging out with us. Greg, always big, big supporter of the channel, very, very big fan. Uh, thank you very much, TKception right there. Let me scroll down a little bit. Uh, Phineas, it's 3 a.m. there. Man, I appreciate you hanging out with us, man. I, I really, I, seriously, uh, it is always appreciated. It's very nice. And, and hopefully we brought some some entertainment and some fun, some good old fun uh, to your evening there. Uh, Zach, always, always appreciated. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. Aditya, the man, the Mr. Cumberbatch of the show. Uh, TKception, TKR Bay, Super Saiyan, as always, Goku, Ultra Instinct, guys. Uh, TK <laughs> showing, uh, showing casing some, some speaking cases. Bay. Oh my God, Aditya always knocks it out of the park. Uh, Dan, again, coming back at it, TK Fold Bay, TK Case, uh, as always, accessories, uh, the best things that we could do. Um, Russ, TK Seption, a TK Speaking Collector. I, I I have a collection now. I have a collection myself. Yes, you're right. Uh, always, always appreciate everybody hanging out with us, kicking it with us on their Saturdays. Dominic Juan, always TK Seption, TK Tesla Bay, uh, and of course, TK Flip, uh, Audio File Bay, and of course, uh, Alpha Bay, as always. Uh, I am going to be put out in, uh, putting out a video uh, hopefully within next week. Oh, Donald, of course, thank you very much. Uh, he, he, kicking it up with us on, on another Saturday morning with tech. Uh, next week's videos are pretty much going to be focused on closing my my um, editorial, I guess, on the fold and the flip. Um, 
the biggest thing I also wanted to cover also is that I'm actually going to be switching my overhead camera. And I just realized I never turned it off. Um, my overhead camera experience, uh, I'm going to be actually uh, replacing my existing Handycam Sony with the E10. Uh, we did use the E10 a couple of weeks ago uh, on the live stream, and I'm, unfortunately, I had to return it yesterday, but I ended up picking up one of my own uh, because I like the camera so much and what it offers us. And I feel like it's going to be a good solution for us to be able to use it as an overhead. The biggest difference, though, is for me um, right now, the overhead camera that I have, if I want to shoot in 4K, I can't output a video. So if I had this camera on 4K, when we switched over to look at the phone or when we were looking at that, that function would not have worked and you wouldn't have been able to see. It would have been recording, but you guys wouldn't have been able to see it. Uh, so for that and for that alone, I do need something that actually solves that problem so I can just have my entire videos be produced in 4K. I don't want to, nothing's wrong with 1080p, but I just, I feel like at this point, 4K should be available. And if you don't want to use, watch it in 4K, it'll default to whatever you need, but at least it helps the algorithm I hope uh, by producing content like that. Uh, oh, and of course, Maz B, <laughs> Gary the Fireman. I'm sorry, man. I hope you appreciate it. Thank you. Always Gary, the man, the fireman, the myth himself, the TKception, TK Tesla Bay, of course. Uh, <laughs> it's, it is Saturday. It is a holiday weekend. Hope you guys are enjoying it. If you live in the US, Monday is a holiday for us. So this is going to be a nice three-day weekend. So for me, uh, and of course, Maz B, thank you very much, brother. Uh, Gary, Gary the Fireman, always, always well done. <laughs> Uh, so again, if you are in the U.S., enjoy. hope you enjoy the weekend. You're going to be looking at another couple of days of weekend, of holidays, uh, maybe barbecuing, enjoying the weather. Hopefully, it's still good. It's going to be really hot for us here in Southern California. Uh, but I hope you guys are doing well. Be safe, stay safe, and hope you do well and enjoy your content. Um, do do more with what your devices uh, offer you. Uh, smartphones nowadays are way more powerful than what we think they are. Using them just for the standard things is is good, but you're really not using or fully utilizing that price point that you paid for that phone. Regardless of what grade it is, I can I promise you, if you look into it, you're probably going to find some new things in there that you haven't seen before. So, with that being said, uh, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, hope you're doing great. Take care. I'll see you next week for another episode of the best of our week, as well as another Saturday morning with tech. Uh, till then, have a safe weekend, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye, everybody.